we are excited to introduce to you Prophetic Edge, where we are going to be digging into the revelation of God's Word and what it looks like to walk in victory through the Word of God. Whenever God is ready to move in Scripture and bring victory to people, He always brings a fresh edge of revelation. Once again, we're digging into and looking at hearing God. Living a life in God's presence, as we looked at last week, the word is where you find him and where he finds you. The word of God is the beautiful voice of God to all generations. The word is stable. It is strong. It doesn't change. The word of God is good for all things. And here's the beautiful part. The word works if you work it. You're going to hear me say that quite often because that's a phrase that the Lord gave me years ago when I was asking him a question about breaking through and getting victory in an area. And the Lord said to me very simply, son, the word works if you work it. I said, well, Lord, I've been working the word. And he said, no, you've been quoting it. You've been saying it. You haven't been working it. I said, what's the difference? He said, you haven't committed to the process. You have to stay with the word until the word can produce in you. Now, what does that mean? Time is essential for growth. A tree doesn't grow overnight. A mountain doesn't just rise up out of the ocean. There is a process. There was a series of cataclysmic events underneath the surface of the water that caused there to be whether volcanic or earthquake movement But the islands that we call Hawaii were built over time, breaking loose from underneath the earth, rising above the earth, slowly gathering themselves with seeds coming upon the water and blown by the air and birds moving out that caused there to be grass and growth. Where we go for vacation was a slowly built process. The trees that we take shelter on were not even here a hundred years ago, but they certainly didn't grow in the last 40. It took time, time. What I don't see today, my children's children will see, but what my children's children see started with me. Time is not your enemy. It is the partner God gave you to finish your assignment at the right season. So what are we talking about today? Jesus says something that we all have heard, but we're going to look at. In John 10 and 27, Jesus says this beautiful verse. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Very oftentimes when I talk about being prophetic or walking in the prophetic in some circles, in some denominations, in some arenas, people almost get a little on edge. Oh, you're going to talk about the prophetic. What are we going to do? We don't want everybody prophesying. And you know, some of those prophetic people are crazy. And I had someone in my church and they prophesied baby names and addresses and ah, it went wacky. Nothing that I'm talking about is about being wacky out of balance, off kilter, out of order. The prophetic 
being prophetic is very simple when you break it down to what the Bible says. Number one, being prophetic, if we make it its simplest term, is simply this. A prophet is one called by God to live out their life with a governmental authority to hear the voice of God, to release what they heard, and to see the breakthrough attached to it manifest in the earth. Very simple. Now, what is being prophetic? Being prophetic is not the same as being a prophet. I think many people got confused that they made being prophetic the same as being a prophet. You can understand how to give someone CPR. That doesn't make you a heart surgeon. Many people know how to cook eggs for breakfast, but they are not a chef. A whole lot of people can change a tire, but my God, I don't want them working on my engine. Now, what does that mean? That means we have to take the pressure and the confusion that has entered the body of Christ and make it very simple. Most folks are not prophets. They don't need to be. It's not necessary. But every person who is born again is prophetic. Ah, I can hear you right now. Some of you are going, what? Some of you are looking at whoever's in the room with you. Then take a deep breath. (sighs) Now let's talk about it. Being prophetic simply means that God speaks to you. You hear God and you then repeat what he says. That's it. It's not heavy duty. It's not about a thousand revelations. It's not that you've got to see an angel in the air. You've got to see a unicorn riding through the sanctuary. You've got to see 15 colors exploding above your head, 50 demons hiding in corners. Please, let's put all that aside and get back to what prophetic is supposed to be. Prophetic at it simply is this, that anyone who is born again, your ear has been opened. How do I know your ear was open? Jesus said, now, unless Jesus is pulling our leg, unless he's lying to us, unless he's fibbing. Now, if you want to call Jesus a fibber, that's on you. But I'm not big and bad enough to call Jesus a fibber. Jesus is truth. And the truth said out of his truth telling lips, my sheep hear my voice. So guess what? That means every believer, every sheep in the fold, every born again child of God, you, by the words of Jesus, have an open ear. My sheep hear my voice. So that's the first part of the prophetic. What's the second part? Now that I hear him, I will tell what he said. So what is your one great job as a believer? He says, tell everyone what you have learned of me. Go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come. How do we compel them to come? We share what he has said. What is that? The good news of the gospel. Do you know just by telling people the gospel, that's what you heard from God and what God has done in you, you are prophetic. Oh, My goodness, for all of you who thought you had made it this far and you hadn't been weird, I've got good news for you. You were already weird. How do we say that? You have already believed 
that a God you never saw in the flesh came from a place you've never visited, went to a cross you did not see built, on a hill you can only visit in retrospect. He then died for all the sins that we committed. He then went down into the grave and you already believe he got up three days later, went up to the father. He then poured himself into you by his spirit. You can believe that, but you have a hard time believing that he can speak to you. Now, who really has the problem? The problem is not that you don't think he can speak. The problem is that you don't think you're worthy. So let's remove that right now. He said all sheep are worthy of his voice. Oh, (laughs) Jesus didn't ask you to be worthy. He didn't say you had to complete four years of biblical training, get your degree, hike around the world, cast out 20 devils, raise five men from the dead, throw three people against the wall, get them healed. He didn't say you had to walk on water. He didn't even ask you to stay in the tub for an hour and not get pruny as a sign you were worthy. All he said is be a sheep. If you can be a sheep, he will be your shepherd. And the shepherd talks to sheep. Today, God wants you to recognize my sheep hear my voice. So since you are one of his sheep and he has promised to speak to you, I want you today to begin to say, Father, I thank you that I have a right to your voice. That's right. We're going beyond just, can I hear him? I need you to recognize his voice belongs to you. His voice is part of the package deal that when you allowed him to become your shepherd and he chose to make you one of his sheep, he says he will speak to you. How simple is that? Let me give you just an example. We were in a meeting overseas and a woman came up to me and I was teaching on hearing the voice of God. And she, with great tears flowing down her face, she said, but pastor, I have never heard God speak to me and I want to hear him. And I read the word and I believe the word, but I've never heard God speak. What am I doing wrong? And I began to laugh and she got more offended. She stopped crying and she tried to punch me. She literally tried to punch me. And I said, well, that's why you can't hear God. You're just mad all the time. And she began to laugh. I said, mama, let me tell you why I'm laughing. She said, why? I said, this is the not first time or third time someone has approached me with this. It may be the 300th time. I'm laughing because I know what's about to happen. She said, oh, okay. I said, I want you to just take a good deep breath. And she did. I want you to say out loud, everything I'm worried about and fearful of, I give to God. She said it. I said, now I want you to say this. I believe God loves me. I believe he wants to talk to me. And I believe he has chosen to let my ear be close to his mouth. When she said that, I said, now just say this, Papa, I'm listening. As soon as she said it, tears began to pour from her eyes. I said, what's going on? She said, I just heard him. 
I just heard him. I said, oh, what did he say? She said, he said he loves me. And I'm his child. I said, that's why I laughed. I said, 70% of the people who, when I told them to do that, they all heard the same thing. I said, why? Because the thing that was keeping you from hearing is you're convinced something from your past had disqualified you. The moment you doubt his love, your ear goes dull. The moment you question his commitment to carry you, you will always look for opportunities to disconnect. He is not like your earthly father. He is not judging your bad days against your good days. He's not weighing your mistakes against all your successes. None of that even matters in the face of his voice. His voice does not come to you because you proved you were worthy or because you overcame that great obstacle or because you conquered some unconquerable mountain. <laughs> if that was true, he would only speak to heroes. And broken people become heroes because of his voice, not because they lacked his voice. So what is he waiting for? The simple recognition he speaks to sheep. If you're a sheep, that means you have been validated, chosen, and already set in motion to hear the magnificent, marvelous, miracle-working voice of God. I am convinced today that your Father loves you. I am convinced today that he wants nothing more than to pull you close to him and heal every wound, remove every scar, and give you peace that passes all understanding. I have spent 30 years preaching this glorious gospel, and I have never met a person God didn't love. I've never seen a wound he would not heal. I've never heard a story he couldn't make better. And I've never seen a loss he could not restore and recover. Oh, today, would you please stop holding yourself hostage to your past and stop treating God like an earthly stepfather who's looking for a reason to stop talking to you. He's not in the other room mad. He's not standing outside the window upset. He's standing right in front of you. And he's saying, I know you and I love you. And if you'll just remove the cloud and the noise, you'll hear me whisper one more time. I am yours and you are mine. Sit with me a while and hear the shepherd restore the heart of the sheep. My joy and my honor is to remind you the shepherd still talks to the sheep. He knows you and he wants you to hear him today. This is Michael Dalton once again simply reminding you his voice is your inheritance. His peace is your promise. His joy is your dwelling place. His words are your lifeline. His glory is the promise and the down payment for all 
that is yours by right. So from one sheep to another, come on, let's let him talk. Because whatever hasn't been healed, he can heal it in a moment. Father, I ask you for all those who are listening, who will hear this. Would you heal hearts? Would you restore emotions that were shredded, ruined, stepped on by parents, spouses, children, friends, people who we trusted, but they didn't know how to carry us? Would you heal those who have been afraid to come near to you because through the example they saw in church or in religion, everyone they trusted with authority beat them with the Bible, cut them with the word, and told them God was angry? Would you draw them near and heal them? For the Father is not upset with you. The Son is not taking record of your wrongs. And the Holy Spirit is not afraid of your mistakes. He is willing if you will just let him. He's a good God. And the shepherd knows his sheep. Be blessed and come on back home.